Betsy, it's now or never. We are gonna make a movie. Bowfinger International Pictures. Bling, bling. <laughs> Hello. So before we started recording, hold on. <laughs> Joe, Joe just had to mention something. I already forgot what it is. <laughs> that you loved this movie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We were just like chatting, and I was like. I want. I was like Jesse. I'm so happy you picked this movie because I had never even heard of it, but it is hilarious. <laughs> so good. Well, it's okay. so good. So today's movie that I picked was Bowfinger, the Steve Martin classic. This is like such a family classic movie for me. Like this was my family's like favorite movie. Like I very much grew up being intro to comedy with like. Steve Martin and Martin Short. Um, And it's been a movie like all throughout Portland. I kept being like, oh, you guys got to come over. I'm going to force you to watch Bowfinger. And I also was slightly like, I love the movie so much that I was like, I want to show it to him. But if they hate it, I'm going to be kind of (laughs) mad. You know, like I've good good news is I don't hate it. (laughs) That's true. Me too. The only reason I know this movie is because Jesse was trying to get me to watch this for years <laughs> uh, on movie nights. And I was always like, if, I mean, I probably should have just watched it and been nice and been like, yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> and but it I'm took... really snobby with movies. so. <laughs> and it took Joe starting a podcast and then having me on it and then forcing him yeah. for the podcast to watch it. Well, I, I, I guess the good thing about this podcast is that, you know, it kind of forces us to watch movies that we normally wouldn't watch. So, mm-hmm. And I will say, I love this movie. This was great. Yes, I'm really is, bummed. I never watched guys, it with you. I think I just won this podcast, and um, I think we could just wrap mm-hmm. it up. I have a weird feeling of like trying to set this up a little bit more than the first two episodes, D2 and Bad Times at the El Royale, because I assume more people have not seen this movie. <laughs> but this is basically a story of like Steve Martin is like a down-and-out director, and he... It's basically them making a movie, figuring out ways to get through Hollywood with kind of like no money and no actors. But which is why I also love it because I kind of feel like it's something we would have done. You know, like when we shot stuff as a kid, I was like, this is kind of how it would roll. Um, But Steve Martin, uh, Eddie Murphy is so good in it. Amazing. He plays two characters. He's so good at that. Uh, Jamie Kennedy. I like forgot that. And then I was like, oh yeah, Joe loves Jamie Kennedy. In a few of his roles, like I always, he just reminds me of me a little bit. Cause I feel like he always plays like a film nerd or like a horror guy or something. <laughs> I'm like, I right. see that. Yes. Yeah. And well, I guess most people probably know this movie from that's why they know Robert Downey Jr. This is his one big movie. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I actually forgot he was in this at all. But. Mm-hmm. It's probably this is probably one of the because this was around the time this was ninety nine probably shot in around ninety eight ninety seven. Uh, this was around the time where he was like getting back into Hollywood after his like arrest and all that. So I think this was like because mm-hmm. like Iron Man was his big film, like that brought him back into like the spotlight basically. What was that film? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was you know. the big film that brought him back. Yeah. Into- I didn't know you did more, but yeah, I'll check. I'll check it out. Cool. 
just because there's so many favorite parts in this movie, though, but I want to hear if you guys had favorite scenes or jokes or like. Yes. Because like my family quoted this throughout growing up. So like there's so many good things. I I like know immediately because I was like, Deacon attest, I was like dying laughing. Um, it's the scene where he, Eddie Murphy's uh, character as the brother was just running across the highway like Frogger style. And then like, he actually made it, which is like, I was like, this dude's definitely getting hit by a car. <laughs> And then when he actually made it, they're like, great, now we just need one more shot, <laughs> do it again. Okay, but first, let's do this one more time. I felt like there was a lot of like, kind of like cringy humor, and usually I hate cringy humor, but for some reason, like, maybe it's just because Eddie Murphy's hilarious, but it, it, it hit right. Mm -hmm. I love when they show up on the freeway, and they're like, no, no, I mean, it's kind of like the running joke kind of through the whole movie, how they're shooting it, yeah. but they're like, everyone's a stunt driver. Don't right. worry, they're not going to hit you. Every single person's a stunt driver. And he's like, you sure? And when he gets by the first time, they were like, they all the stunt drivers said they were very impressed. The stunt drivers were really impressed, weren't they? Uh, I was like, what does this movie remind me of? And it was like Napoleon Dynamite, The Room, if they had a budget and they were more funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I totally agree with you, Joe. Like, I, I'm not a huge type of like fan of that type of humor. Um, but I, I mean, I actually laughed a lot during this movie and I thought of Jesse the entire time. I was like, this is a movie Jesse would make hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. The end scene, we will get to that. But the end scene, I was like, this is a Jesse directed scene. Right I now. wrote that down as like maybe the best end scene in movie history. Possibly. <laughs> I had two parts that I was dying. Uh, the first part, it was small, but it was, uh, it's a very like subtle thing, but it's, the first time you're in the Mindhead headquarters and you just hear the audio repeating where it's like, Mindhead, Mindhead. <laughs> I can just imagine that repeating like an infinite amount of times when you're just there at that If building. I wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid and then I, but I had heard nothing but that, like, I just... Right. And then the other part I loved was the uh, parking garage scene with the high heels. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah that was great too i forgot about that one <laughs> i literally couldn't stop laughing during the whole scene. there are so many good like such subtle jokes in like this movie like not even subtle but the time i realized it is when steve martin they're getting ready to shoot the scene in the house and he's like maybe we should turn the fireplace on and it like kind of explodes for a second like behind him but then mm -hmm. it does, it's not even mentioned like the scene just completely moves on <laughs> And I'm like, right. oh, yeah, there's all these like kind of things happening. But like, you know, it's not like this is the joke. Pause. Here it mm -hmm. is. It's great. It's so different and weird, but I like it. The I one thing I was thinking throughout is like as they're filming all these different scenes, I was like, I wonder if they're going to actually show the movie they're making at the end. Like I was like, they kind of have to. But they're they're always so far away from what they're shooting. <laughs> and like they, they did it like many times have like some character that was just like sitting somewhere with like a microphone and they're just like, mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I mean, that kind of explains away a little bit of that, but like, and, and I mean, they did show the shots from the angle that they would have been from, but I was just like, there's no way you can make an entire movie like this, but like, I don't know. I, I just, that maybe that's the practicalness of me thinking, but <laughs> <laughs> there's always a way. Yeah. All the shots, especially with Eddie Murphy, it was just one, one angle, like one take. <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious. Like the chase scenes. Like, how are they gonna get like <laughs> it's like a 10-minute shot of him just running down the street? <laughs> yep. I do love too though, like the scene that Joe mentioned with running across the freeway. I love that the scene directly before it is Eddie Murphy's audition, which I also love. Like that part of the movie is just so good. You know, where they're like, his name's Jiff. And you know they're like, oh, it was Who are Jeff. You? I thought it was Jeff. No, it's J I F F. It's Jeff, <laughs> I believe. What'd you say your name was? Um, Jefferson. Jefferson. Jeff. Jeff. My friends call me Jeff. Jeff. Well, Jeff. Welcome aboard. Oh, Getting Jeff. And uh, you know they're like, are you willing to cut your hair for this role? And he's like, yeah, but it's usually better when someone else does it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought that was a very much a Jesse joke. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I read out too that they're like that audition with Eddie Murphy, that scene, and then the scene also where um she takes her top off for the shot and Eddie Murphy, you know, is just like standing there being like, You're gonna be a star. <laughs> like those were just fully ad libbed by Eddie Murphy. Like Oh really? In the audition, yeah, like Steve Martin didn't tell Eddie Murphy some of the questions he was going to ask in the audition. And like, mm-hmm. so a lot of the Eddie Murphy stuff was just like ad libbed in it, the middle of it. That's hilarious. I, had no I like idea. kind of forgot how much I loved Eddie Murphy until last night. He's so good. I feel like he likes to play multiple characters in movies. Uh-huh. I don't know He's if that's so an Eddie Murphy it. thing. He's great <laughs> at it. Yeah. But... I did see that. I, you know, I was trying to do my like fun facts, IMDb trivia on the movie. Which, you know, I don't know all the truth, but I was like, you know, get prepared for this podcast. And I did see that originally when Steve Martin wrote uh, the movie that it might that role also was considered for Keanu Reeves, which Weird. seems very strange. But I could see okay. maybe I could 100 percent see it, but it's. I don't know. It's weird. I feel like it's yeah, tailor made for Eddie Murphy. I couldn't I, I can't even imagine Keanu Reeves yeah. doing that. Yeah, I think as soon as Eddie Murphy wanted to work with Steve Martin so bad, so he was just like in. And he, mm-hmm. I forget what two other movies he was shooting, but he only had six weeks. And so they did all of his like shots in six weeks because he wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was directed by Frank Oz yes. from The Muppets. Right. And uh, Star Wars. He plays Yoda. Oh, yeah. He's the voice of Yoda. Voice of Yoda. He does all the Muppets voices for Sesame Street. and um... Frank Oz? Frank Oz, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. He also, I actually, I watched Indian in the Cupboard a couple days ago, just on a whim because I used to love that movie, and he directed that movie. Oh, interesting. So I had no idea. <laughs> I was thinking about locations too because um, I, I, I didn't check in the app to see if we had any of them marked down, but I feel like a lot of them are just you know places in LA. Like mm-hmm. I don't know that I would recommend going to that spot on the freeway. But um, <laughs> it's a great spot. It's really good. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm sure all those buildings and like, uh, you know, where kids like sitting out uh, at like a restaurant uh, when they shoot their scene. Um, 
they're, they all seem like public places. Like, like you could totally go visit. Yeah, it ends at the well, not the movie ends, but uh, up at Griffith Observatory, which is a cool place to go. Have you movie been movie location or not? I have been. Uh, it's like a hundred movies very, on there or something. <laughs> yeah, it's such an LA place. Like it was like an LA thing to do, where like you hike up to that mm-hmm. uh, spot. You can drive to or hike, and it's like always super busy. It's like a, I mean, not Runyon Canyon, but it's like a very LA thing. What was <laughs> yeah. his tagline? To keep it together, keep it together. Oh no no no! Which when movie? he the like final line of the movie, like oh, gotcha suckers, gotcha suckers. Right? <laughs> oh <laughs> right right right. We just need you to scream this. <laughs> For a while, when when Steve Martin's was like pitching the movie to uh, Kit, um, I, he he had like said. I think to his agent or something where he's like, I just want a movie with like a good tagline. And like <laughs> Steve, Steve Martin's character was like, just saying like, Oh, this has such a good ending. And it just says like, you know, got gotcha, <laughs> gotcha suckers. And I was like, is yeah. that going to be what wins him over? <laughs> of course. It's, it's a not, great tagline. The guy from Minehead was like, no alien movies. And it's like a straight alien movie. <laughs> I do love to, um, daisy's character anytime she's in a scene like the you know where she's like keith you forgot your briefcase but her dancing you know like when she's just talking or if you notice that scene where you know he comes up he pulls a gun on him and then she like kicks it out of his hand and then shoots the guy and he's you know there's like the little like ketchup like like explosion and the guy you know he, he just got shot and then they're like running around and then they come right before Kit jumps back in the car. You see the guy who just got shot way in the background of the scene being like, <laughs> just like still standing, but dancing in the back. It's just so good. Heather Graham's awesome. She's great. Her and the guy, I don't know the guy's name, the other actor, but they were like so purposely bad. Like the guy was especially oh, yeah. just that's why it reminded me of the room a little bit. I was like, he uh-huh. reminded me of like a Mark Sestero like type of like character. Sestero, I think that's how you say his name. But oh, it was so funny. Yeah, that gun scene was that was great. That was up there for me as well. But it's, yeah, <laughs> it was it was a joy to see Terrence Stamp in this like as the cult leader. He uh like he played the oh. same character in Yes Man basically because he runs the Yes I don't know Yes convention. Him and Eddie Murphy were also both in um, uh, the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion, the Disney movie. Totally, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Same characters, just ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> there was also with like random cameos. I'm assuming this was really early in his career, but um, John Chu. Oh yeah, was, I, yeah. I think it's uh, Cho. Cho, think it's John Cho vacuuming was just like a night and that was all he was it was like the smallest cameo but i saw him Mm -hmm. and i was like oh my god they're like you know this was probably before he really became like a huge actor i think it was the same year i think it was because american pie was 1999 same year so that was like the same year he was in american pie so like equal Um, roles like very same again same character i didn't (laughs) check this but i'm pretty sure they got like eight oscars you know (laughs) They just didn't put him down in the IMDb. 
They have them. They just didn't log they, them. Yeah, they have them. They set records or something. But <laughs> I did read that uh, on like a location note. I did read that uh, Kit's house was the same place as the as Wayne Manor from the Batman show from the sixties. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Which was kind of fun. I didn't. I thought it was a set. So the original, mm-hmm. the Batman was a set. I didn't realize that. But, yeah. so, so that's a real location. Apparently, that's according to cool. IMDb. Don't take my word, but <laughs> we have to go visit. Otherwise, we won't know for sure. Yes, agreed. We have to go visit, reshoot Bowfinger, <laughs> but like us doing it, shooting a movie. Okay, that would actually on. be a hilarious film is if somebody like basically tried to recreate the entire movie <laughs> Chubby of, of people trying to like go to the scenes. <laughs> that would be, it gives me a headache. It's super <laughs> meta. Can we talk about the ending though? The best ending in movie history where you know it goes really well. They basically blackmail Kit into being in the movie. They release it. And then they go to Taiwan. Hold up, you're skipping the best part because the they get such a good FedEx cameo. Oh yeah. That's true. That is like for some reason the FedEx man is like a very like I've made it kind of moment, which mm-hmm. I did, maybe when I was, it was that, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, wait, what is this part? Like, this is a bigger scene than I remember, right? And it was just like, no, just FedEx <laughs> guy, priority mail. Oh, he just comes into your house, hand so delivers it to you. Was it um, Thailand or Ta- I can't quite remember. I don't. I think it was Taiwan. Yeah, I think it was Taiwan, but could be wrong. But. Jif, Eddie Murphy as Jif, comes in as, um, I don't even know how to describe this, but, you know, martial arts, some of the best fight scenes. Like, I don't know who choreographed those fights, but pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> like, that that was the scene I was watching that. I was like, that's like the cherry on top for the, this movie for me. Because, like, that is straight up something we would have shot. Like, fight scenes like that. Oh, yeah. And then would have been for- that cringy, too. Yep. And then, like, you know, Steve Martin also comes in and then like a thousand ninjas just pour in and they're like all right let's go you know and they're like slowly getting down oh this i literally thought of you immediately I, like i was the like best. this is whole, this is why jesse <laughs> likes this movie <laughs> like if you don't i mean you should go watch the movie everybody but if you don't just go watch of course the end scene and then you'll be convinced to watch what led up One little part that I really liked, it was a couple lines, but it was like um, the cop when they pulled over Kit and the cop actor, the first cop actor, he just like said his lines. He didn't even like act them. <laughs> Number 13 on Premier's Powerless, what are you doing now? Uh, tough guys like you don't get far in this world, mister. <laughs> Jesse, it's so, so I want to, can you tell us more about like, like I feel like I don't actually even have the full scoop, but like, so you're like your family loved this movie. How how did they get into it? Like, what who, did somebody just, just like, like find it and they're like, guys, you you have to watch this? No, I mean just like normal. Everyone's family was into this, right? It's <laughs> like, I mean, I don't remember how we. It was like this movie, but like my mom's side especially has just always loved Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like, that's the pinnacle of comedy for that side 
Uh, so I think just with it being a Stephen uh, or Steve Martin movie, you know, it came out and we were like, yeah, absolutely. And then I think we all have that kind of sense of humor. We're like, for years, we were like quoting like, you forgot your briefcase, Keith, keep it together. Keep it like together. it was just this long list of just like, it's just one of those movies that just stuck because there were so many like references and quotes from it. If I ever say kit to you, that I mean, keep it together. Yeah, keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know that that's exactly why they named him Kit. <laughs> there were definitely like, I think like the scene like where, um, uh, you know, they did like the, the fake, fake getting shot and the briefcase and everything. I, that one to me was like one of the more cringy ones. Uh-huh. And, and like, but like, I think I was laughing enough at the other ones that I just thought were like so ridiculous that they were funny, uh, that mm-hmm. it like didn't bother me as much. But like sometimes when I'm just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't get into this, but, but I, yeah. I don't know. There, it, was, saw... it was cringe humor, but like done well, I feel like. Yeah. I, I think that's like a perfect way to describe it. I, I think when I was watching it, as soon as I saw the Eddie Murphy audition, I was like, I think they're going to like this. You know, like that was I was like, yeah, I think I'm safe. <laughs> I'm actually pumped. You yeah, this one. It was um, a solid movie. Yeah, I probably never would have watched this ever. So you it's going to drive me to make my next pick be like a super obscure. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even seen it. You're like, it is a 1978 comedy. That's pretty I know. good. I, like, I want to pick a movie that like I haven't even seen, but that'll be later. That'll be eventually. Oh, yeah, that's true. That'll be fun. Wait, but hold on. You went to film school and you're telling me you didn't watch Bowfinger? That, I mean, the movie is like about making movies. It's about Hollywood. And I actually, I don't know I mean, how you guys feel, but I actually like movies about making movies. I know uh-huh. some people don't like it, but I, I like it just because like, I mean, I don't know if it's like, I know I went to film school. So like I'm in the business and I it's fun to see what their take on it is because the director clearly has like, they basically put their set experience into the movie, I assume. I'm assuming Frank Oz has some bizarre stories on uh-huh. Sesame Street or Star Wars. My only thing with movies about movies um, is I feel like maybe just because all movie writers and script writers do that. And so it's like their world kind of. I just feel like sometimes it's a little over, just overdone in terms of like frequency. Like there are a lot of movies about movies. Like I don't necessarily like dislike movies about movies. It's just I feel like there's a lot of them. You know what I mean? I do think it's kind of funny in the same way, like you mentioned Room, but specifically the disaster artist, the James Franco one, you know, about it, how hard we are laughing, you know, like when he goes to like rent, like get camera gear and they're like, do you want to rent or buy? And he's like, both. And they're like, digital or film? And he's like, we'll do both. <laughs> Just like that aspect of like making right. a movie. Yeah, it's kind of like a, they make fun of it almost. Like, because yeah, yeah. I feel like, it's people take filmmaking so seriously. I feel like, especially on set, I like these movies because it makes more fun of it. It should be more fun. It should be more fun to be on set. But I feel like a lot of times, at least in my experience, there's been times where people are just cranky and it's just terrible to make movies. But this makes it look fun. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that, like self-awareness in it. And like it's like yeah. making fun of Hollywood, even though it is Hollywood making it. Right. And I think there's stories of like Steve Martin, you know, like certain characters being based off of like Daisy's character, I think, was based off of like an actress that he was seeing at the time and like really closely or seeing right before that. I don't know. But, you know, like I'm sure even more than they're said, he like has written parts 
based on real Hollywood stuff. Probably. Just to like make light of it. I mean, um, maybe everyone just needs to use Bowfinger as like the gold standard of what being on a set should be like. I mean, if they showed yeah. it in film school, <laughs> this could be good, right? You're going to tell I me mean, next, you're going to be like, we didn't even watch Ratatouille. It's like, <laughs> so I watched that for the first time a couple months ago. So you okay, I still it. haven't seen it. I almost picked it? it. I almost picked Ratatouille. <laughs> and then I was like, kind of weird to pick an animated movie for like, we're talking about locations. I mean, we could, right. you know, there's still locations. But I wanted to start off with Bowfinger. But I was I was almost gonna like buy you a copy and mail it to you in DVD, you know, and be like, "Hey, man, heard you went to film school. Like, here's check this one out." That would have been amazing if I got that in the mail. Are there any? You you just got me thinking. Are there any animated movies that are like animations of the real world? So like, you could go to see a location, but it's I mean, essentially animated version. I mean, Ratatouille, I guess. Would it's be France, one of them. Right? I don't know. Right. I mean, yeah, it, it, you have a bunch of like New York City animated movies. I've seen people out there who've done comparisons. And we should add some. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. That would be kind of cool. Visit an animated location. Yeah. The Pixar headquarters in the <laughs> <laughs> like Lake or something. Jesse, did you like this movie the first time you watched it? Like when your family showed it to you? Or was it like a, were you like immediately hooked? I mean, I don't remember because this came out when I I was like five and I'm sure we watched it like when, you know, so it's like, I don't remember seeing this for the first time, but I remember watching it a ton growing up. So like, I don't know if I was like hooked at first or if I just was like, you're young enough where you're like, this is what comedy is. You're going to love it. (laughs) You've seen it 40 times. So you understood blackmail at age five? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, but he wasn't blackmail. He's just a guy. <laughs> Any final thoughts on on this week's this movie? Or did we pick one for next week too? We we said we were going to try and do that. I don't know if we I did. Got to reveal one. Might get a oh yeah. One. Well, Joe will reveal at the end the next week. Just I don't know. Keep, probably rewatch it, it today. I was on I just, uh, the IMDb, and it was they were saying that Eddie Murphy could only work in like a six week window for this. Um, so he was like super busy, I guess, shooting a couple other movies. And it's kind of funny because that was kind of like what was happening in the movie, basically. Like, I feel like them shooting him in the movie was kind of like it's this is really hard to describe. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, <laughs> like he was his character was going through the same thing as real world. Yeah, exactly. You know, was going through. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I do. I was going to ask if you knew, obviously. It's playing off the mind head, mind head, mind space, mind, headspace, mind head. by headspace. Um, <laughs> if you know, obviously that's like a play on like Scientology and a lot of things. But like, I was just so curious when the like Tom Cruise Scientology was like at its peak, where if this was clearly, you know, like it was clearly Scientology with Hollywood. But if Tom, if the whole Tom Cruise in that was after this or before, I didn't look it up. I don't but know. It's just curious. We'll just leave that as a cliffhanger. <laughs> if anybody knows the answer, if anybody would like to use Google for us, <laughs> yeah. feel free to email. Or if they know, if you know Tom Cruise, just yeah, get maybe you know Tom Cruise. Maybe yeah. you are Tom Cruise <laughs> listening to this, podcast. Listen to this for sure. <laughs> just tweet at us. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I just love this movie. Yeah. And I just feel like there's so many other things. I know. <laughs> While I was watching it that I was like, oh, make a note of that. Like, I feel like every scene, it, obviously, it is there for a reason. Like, there's a bunch of scenes that are like so random, but they make sense within the plot. Like you were saying, the explosion or like, I don't know, just random stuff that doesn't really need to happen, but it does in a weird way. Like, so like why was that in there? Right, seamlessly. Yeah, like, <laughs> it doesn't feel like how, like how Heather Graham's character like sleeps with every character. Like they allude to it and they show it, but they don't like they never discuss it or they never they're never like ask her why or anything. And then she's got the woman at the end, or she's like, Oh, and it's they're clearly alluding to that's her new lover. But yeah. I, like, <laughs> there was something on like, you know, Steve Martin writing it based on someone he was seeing before, something who had some relationship with Ellen and like that's why they wrote the ending. Oh, interesting. Uh, like that. Uh I can't remember who the actress is though. Again, if you so have Google, this whole script is just up. like a, a a pure inside Steve Martin's head then. Yeah, I he did have the idea for the movie like 10 years before he I think even like started writing it. I mean, the idea is basically like it's not that crazy of an idea. I like it though. I but, feel like I haven't seen anything like it. Dude, it's it's a classic. It's Roger great. Ebert, I believe, loved it. I don't think Eddie Murphy gets enough credit. We take him for granted. Oh, he plays six scenes, plays six characters in the movie plus himself. Think about that. There's a scene in this movie where there were five different people on screen, and they're all being played by Eddie Murphy, all in makeup, combined with computer animation. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing is they're all convincing, they're all funny, and we believe they're all around that table together. I mean, he really created a lot of original stuff with a lot of hard work in this movie. And it's funny, which is the only reason to go. If it doesn't make you laugh, there's no reason to go. But I don't know if Eddie Murphy really gets credit for that. He was in this movie uh, Steve Martin made last summer called Bowfinger, where he plays a superstar, and then he plays the super superstar's goofy double, who turns out to be his brother. The double is a funnier character than the superstar. He's just so abashed. You want me to be in a movie? Oh, I can't believe it. He would do, this kid would do anything to be in the movie, including walking in traffic. And the fact that he creates these two different characters, you never think it's a stunt. You never think Eddie Murphy is, you know, just kind of doing it in order to get his name in the credits twice. You believe there are two different people there on the screen. I was pretty sure to this podcast, you know, it's like, hopefully I didn't kind of black out, but I thought I would just be, quoting like the whole movie i believe do you guys remember this joke and then you know just like butcher it for everybody listening like i didn't see the movie but i heard jesse kind of horribly retell all the jokes <laughs> what's this rated is this pg-13 i don't know I don't it's know, weird man. i don't look at ratings i was anymore. five at the guys, time but... so <laughs> well i am bad like you watched anything though yeah, I feel like it is PG-13. I was going to say, this could be like a really fun like family movie. I mean, obviously, <laughs> for you. It but... turned out great. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for something just like to throw on, you don't know what to watch, throw on some Bowfinger. It's a good film. Super entertaining. Your parents will laugh. Your grandparents will laugh. Your kids will laugh. You'll laugh. Your dog will laugh because there are some great dog scenes. That's true. There, it's I, all I of again. That might have been like one of the first things that like got me laughing is just the dog like laying on its back on the couch because like as that dog was doing that, Buddy was literally just doing the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
That's hilarious. It's a, it's I, a read, I read that that was like, that wasn't even supposed to happen. I guess the dog like rolled over and they liked it, I guess. Wonder how many takes that took. I know. Although <laughs> I don't the know. Whole movie, one take. <laughs> Everything. They just nailed it. There's actually no cuts. I don't know. I have worked with dogs on set before and those dogs are really well trained. Like it's I remember crazy. it at like I think like Universal maybe in LA going to one of those like shows in Universal where it's all the trained animals. You know, it's like birds, dogs, mm-hmm. cats, and they show that like everything they can do, and you're like, oh That's my crazy. god. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Train my dog. Your dogs <laughs> could have movie careers, guys. Come soon. Buddy and Tippy. <laughs> guys, Tom Cruise is the probably listening to this. Looking for his next co-star. Mission Impossible yeah. with Sign a buddy. buddy up. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Ooh, Jesse. It's like the new Air Buddies. <laughs> it's more cringy humor. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a Jesse joke right there. It's, um, you know, that's my next pick. Impossible. <laughs> do, we, do we want to reveal next week's pick? Yeah, I would love... I at some point I would love to kind of have like a virtual like a a wheel and we all picked movies like a hundred movies or something and we like just spin spinning. the wheel. That would be kind of fun. Be, spinning a wheel would be really cool. That's a good then idea. Everyone's on it, you know. None of us know what it is at that time. So I do like yeah. that. So maybe we could do that at some point. Um, That's but, a good idea. We should, or maybe like a theme song too for this. We just overproduce yeah. this end. The whole podcast isn't produced, and then this end bit. <laughs> it's just, we're like, we hire we like spent, a professional. <laughs> we spent $50,000 on this end <laughs> 10 seconds. I think I'm going to go with. Now, Joe, I don't know if you've seen this or not. I think you have. What about uh, me? No. I can. I, I mean, know. if you have, <laughs> I'll be very surprised. But I, I, I highly right. doubt it. Uh, right. I'm going to go with the. Uh, Invisible Man from 2020. So I've seen it. <laughs> I have not I, seen it. I actually have seen this. And okay, I I thought it was really good. A lot of times, if I'm not like in a theater, um, I'm kind of like like I, I feel like it loses some of its effect. But this was in the middle of, uh, you know, COVID, so we were just at home looking for a good movie to watch, and it turned out to be pretty good. So yeah, I'm glad I'm, to hear that. I'm, well, I'm about it. It's you know where Joe's reviews coming in. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, your both of your thoughts on that. Invisible. Uh, it was one of my favorite movies of last year. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what this movie is, though. At least you probably do. I mean, wait, I, what is that? This movie is uh, the Invisible Man. Horror grabs people. You know, Slender Man, basically. I was going to say, it's like we did Slender Man, but in a green screen suit, and then we make him invisible. <laughs> I don't even think I need to watch this movie, honestly. But Yeah, you got it. You, got <laughs> it. you loved it. <laughs> Obviously, you don't have to, but it would be kind of fun to watch. This could be just a different episode, too, but the original Invisible Man from 1934, it's so... I think it's 34. Hold on. don't. I'm just going to check because people will get mad at me, including myself. I was going to say, I think um, that's mostly from you. I don't know anyone who's like, oh my God, Joe, the movie's from 1938. I would get mad if someone got it wrong. The guy's so. clearly an idiot. 33. Okay, it's 33, so I did get it wrong. But 
it's not the same. It's not like a remake. It technically is, but it's almost like a reboot instead of a remake. Uh, difference, very different story. Um, but there's like a couple things that like allude to the original, which is kind of fun. Um, I don't know. That's yeah. I'm about it. I'm ready. <laughs> but Until it's next great. Time. Great movie. So, all right. Well, cool. Here we go.